Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life. Looking to dive just a bit deeper into your relationship with the Lord? Well, you've come to the right place. Over the next hour here today and every day here on The Inner Life, we seek to draw just a little bit closer to the Lord through the help of our spiritual directors. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond. Uh, so grateful that he's given me opportunity to sit in here. And I am, for those of you who haven't heard me before, I am uh, the host of a local show for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis called Practicing Catholic. You can find out all of uh, about that at practicingcatholicshow.com. And uh, our, our topic today, as we are delving into the season of hope of Advent and the really coming close Christmas season here, uh, we're going to be talking today about the virtue of hope. It is the season of hope. And, uh, well, I suppose as followers of Jesus, it's always the season of hope. And uh, we're, that's what we're going to be focusing in on here today on The Inner Life. Our spiritual director today is Father Tom Wilson, the pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, which is a southern suburb of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. And it's part of the Archdiocese, indeed, of St. Paul and Minneapolis. Father Wilson, welcome. Good to be with you again. It's great to be back again with you, Patrick. Um, always a pleasure to uh, be with us, especially during this holy time of year. Absolutely. This, I, and I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. This is one of my favorite liturgical seasons of the year, especially now that the old antiphons have begun, and we're just sitting in this, this in this expectation, this time of of uh, anticipation of the celebration of the great gift of Jesus in our midst. Let's start today, Father Wilson, just with since we're talking about hope. Um, you know, people use this term in many, many different ways. And let's just start with what are we talking about when we talk about the the Catholic definition of hope? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great place to start, Patrick, because uh, the, obviously the word hope is used uh, an awful lot. And what we see it as people of faith is quite different than a, than a sec- secular mindset. Uh, hope is a divine virtue. Uh, it is uh, it is infused in us at our at our baptism, uh, along with faith and charity. So we're given um, the, the the greatest of the virtues, uh, faith, hope, and charity, as divine gift. And so, uh, it is intended to be something that is to allow us to uh, focus on divine reality of the presence of God and divine reality of the promises of of God. And and not so much the not so much the things that we see, touch, and feel. And mm-hmm. when we talk about uh, when we talk about hope, it's you know I hope to get a good job. I hope to find the right person in my life. I uh, hope to be able to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we 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 use the word. Uh, 
in a in a way that's very different than uh, our our life in Christ would um, would would have us use the word. And it's really is it it's the difference between uh, that which is uh, divine and heavenly, and that which is uh, decidedly not divine and and uh, and quite earthly. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'm just thinking, as you're saying those things, I'm thinking of all the things that I'm hoping for that fall a little bit short of that uh, that virtue yeah. of hope, you know, that focuses in us more on the Lord and what He provides, yeah? Yeah, as we get to the end of the... Uh the NFL uh, regular season, we could we could throw it in there that uh, uh, Packer fans hope the Packers will lose, and Viking fans hope the Packer Packer fans hope the Packers will win. Vikings fans hope the Packers will lose. Yeah, that has right. nothing to do with God. <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with God. Yeah. Uh, it's good to underscore that, yes, yeah. uh, especially yes, as the NFL season is is drawing to a, a climax here. Yeah, well, being and being right in the heart of Wisconsin, I have to say, uh, yes, I do hope the Packers win. But uh, but that is that is not, as we said, anything to do with our with our Catholic faith and drawing near to the Lord, as we're uh, speaking today about hope here on the inner life. And uh, let's start. How about with the scriptures, Father? Where do we where do we see hope in the scriptures? Yeah, you know, hope is uh hope is 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 really all over the scriptures and your your intro today for the uh uh heading into the the final stretch before Christmas uh our our prophecies from from Isaiah are are loaded with um uh references to 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 hope in uh, the promises of God, uh, hope to anticipate uh, a restoration of, of individual hearts, but also the community of, of of God's people. And you know, as 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 people of faith, we 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 read the scriptures and we see the promises of God, and uh, we are we are able to hope in them. And the the beauty of of living in our generation is that we get to look back and see all those prophecies of. The, the the promise of the Messiah in the Old Testament fulfilled uh, in the person of Jesus at uh, at at Christmas and really um, uh, our entire Old Testament uh, Patrick is uh, is a is a testimony uh, to hope and a and a a continued um, uh, recitation of the promise that God has made to His people to uh, restore them and. Uh, it's it's interesting as we read through the the, the history of, of of Israel that uh, the the message the messages of hope always come at the darkest times. Hmm. They come when uh, you know as 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 Israel is is heading into um, uh, exile into into Babylonia. Uh, it it comes uh, from the words of the prophets when. Uh, the 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 people are being led by uh, unfaithful leaders, uh, all those sorts of things that, on a very very human level, are going to cause um, uh, at best shaded and clouded vision, and at worst really um, uh, darkness in in our life. And it's it it is at those points that God sends messengers of of hope and 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 promise that no, this will not this will not continue. Um, and and I still uh, I still have you in the palm of my hand, uh, despite the the worldly challenges that you are uh, experiencing now. And that message that the message that our that our good God reveals to 
the people of the Old Testament uh, is the same messages that same message that he reveals to us as people now. Uh, but maybe even more importantly, um, he communicates that to each of us as individuals too within uh, within our hearts. That um, right. in the difficulties of life, uh, we have we have much to be hopeful for and to anticipate. Right, and I, I see that, and I see that there's uh, one of the scriptures that draws to mind is from uh, Hebrews chapter six, and and uh, where it's talking about the promises of God or the promise of God, and that I suppose that's the the baseline of what we're talking about when we talk about our Catholic understanding of hope is that it doesn't rely on uh, the success of a football team, or it doesn't rely on even the the. You know the the hard work of man either, but it relies on God and His promises. And uh, the passage from Hebrews that I'm thinking of says, um, "It's impossible for God to lie." We have taken refuge, might be strongly encouraged to hold fast to the hope that lies before us. And then it goes on to say, "This we have as an anchor for the soul, that's sure and firm, which reaches in, into the interior behind the veil." So it's it's really showing us that yes this hope is not something that's just kind of a, a general thing that is uh that is sort of impersonally applied to the world but as you were just saying father it really penetrates into each individual doesn't it it, it absolutely does uh, patrick and you know and and we can we 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 all have our own story right we have our mm-hmm. we have our own story of experience with the lord we have our own uh story of experience with uh with with struggle uh, we all have our own story of challenges in faith at some at some points in in our life, but we also have our individual story of uh, restoration in in God and uh, the ability to the ability to persevere in hope precisely because of the promises of God and the assurances that uh, the 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 immediate uh, challenges and difficulties and darkness. Uh, are not permanent. They are, they are not permanent. And so uh, that our willingness to believe that and trust in that um, is the, the, the living um, place of hope within the, within the hearts of, of, of each and every one of us. Right, right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that around this time of year, a time that really does focus on hope, uh, quite a bit, we see it in our in our liturgical readings, as you mentioned, Father. As we uh, talk about hope, uh, you even see it amongst the the secular uh, and commercialized uh, portions of those trying to celebrate the holiday as well. That um, hope is one of those words that occurs time and time again. But this is also a season, you know, they just shows that uh, that uh, well, I it reveals a bit that hope is needed because we we see people fall into. Places of despair. We see, you know, we loved ones die around this time of the year, and we we um, mourn their loss. We encounter other difficulties. You know, oftentimes the end of the calendar year can mean uh, changes in job, changes in situation, changes in you know housing, whether it's rent or or mortgages that are due and that sort of thing. There's a lot of need for hope in our world today, and maybe maybe specifically around this time of the year. So maybe for somebody who's who's in the throes of of despair or or at least discouragement this time of year um what what words can can we offer to others um that are really words of hope and encouragement yeah 
Yeah, that's a that's an excellent question. And you know, as I was reflecting on on that topic, uh, Patrick, I couldn't help but think that um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it is a like it is an accident mm-hmm. um, uh, or a random thing that the celebration of of Jesus' entry into the world comes at quite literally the darkest time of 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 the uh of the year i mean mm-hmm. it's it's dark our days are short um, right. i'm in the northern part of the country and it's dark in the morning and it's dark in the afternoon and um dark is dark is discouraging for a lot of people and yet uh jesus chooses this time of year to uh to make his entry into the into the world and to be that um that light shining in the darkness and and I think that the, the the most important thing that any of us can remember in the in the throes of of discouragement and the throes of of clouded vision is the is the is the clear reminder that in the presence of God, all right, nothing that we experience in the moment is permanent. It is not permanent. And I, you know, in dealing with people who um, sometimes struggle with uh, with maybe seasonal depression or, or or other things. One of the one of the hardest things about dealing with those kinds of things in our in our lives is the is the cloud or the the the, the voice that says what you are experiencing now is permanent. This is mm-hmm. never going to change. It will right. never change for you. And and that is the exact opposite that we are that we hear from from the voice of God that says no this is a this is a trial it's here it's not you know undeniable uh, but it will not last and that is the uh, that is what the gift of hope allows us to do when we are um, uh, when we're sort of meandering in the uh, in the darkness and listening to those temptations of something uh, being permanent, it's like no, this is not. This is this this is temporary. God is with me. God is with us. And uh, this this is uh, this is not permanent. This this will pass. Yeah. And and that's really that's that's living hope. That is living hope in our lives. Right. And perhaps our listeners, perhaps you have a story of how you have encountered the hope of Christ. Maybe you have a question about how to encounter. Maybe you are in a place of discouragement right now, and you have a question for our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, today about how to turn one's mind and heart back to the hope that is given by Christ, or or a story of how you have encountered the hope of Christ in your life. Please give us a call. Join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Our phone number here at The Inner Life is 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, Father, um, since there's since there are a lot of things hoped for, and uh, since the Lord has has given us that, that sure and certain promise, sometimes we see that um, as something that is, you know, purely, well, I know things are dark right now, but, you know, someday I will at least, uh, you know, given the opportunity and, and given right living and, and et cetera, et cetera, that someday I can ho- have the hope of heaven. But that hope is is certainly there that, yes, we can we can look forward to and we should look forward to the ultimate life of Christ in union with God. Um, but at the same time, that hope is meant to intervene in our lives now. Um, is that like a change of attitude, would you say, towards the things that are passing, or is it more than that? 
Ah, uh, that is a good question. I think I think it certainly is partially a a, a change of attitude, but it's also a um, uh, uh, an acceptance of uh, the truth of God in His uh, in His relationship with us. Um, I think that uh, you know a a major challenge that we live in uh, in our in our present age is that we we have. Uh, we have we have a world that is uh so heavily driven on uh emotion and and feelings and uh you know obviously the emotions and the feelings uh ebb and flow they go up and down um and the uh and we can and and as we as we are uh, uh influenced more and more by those we we tend to we we tend to say okay well then things are good if everything is up and things are bad if they're uh, if if they're down and living in a living in a spirit of hope allows us to maybe take a step beyond just what we might be feeling at a at a given moment and and realize you know what maybe. Uh, maybe what I'm going through now isn't isn't great, and the feelings attached to it are 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 very negative. But because of my hope in God, because of the promise that God has uh, made to me and to and and to us, I can see I can see beyond this uh, this immediate situation and, uh, and and feeling, and and that allows us to continue to to, to persevere. And what I don't hear you saying here, Father, is I don't hear you saying that, ah, oh, we can just completely disregard whatever it is that's causing us this despair or this, this discouragement right now, you know, that that, eh, you know, we, we don't have to really worry about that at all. And certainly when we're speaking with others, I don't hear you saying, you know, ah, just don't worry about it. But yeah, uh, right? yeah, and we ha- and we have to and we have to be careful. We have to be careful with that because right. um, I think that there's a tendency, there is a tendency to do that. Um, you know, even even something as, as sort of uh, as universal as experiencing uh, grief at the loss of a loved one, Patrick, right. and um, you know, I, I, unfortunately, too often, too often, funerals are, are taking on a a, um, a sense of well, we're we're sort of celebrating the life and remembering all the wonderful things, which is true. We want to do that. We want to look back. Um, but there's also a reality of grieving the loss of a loved one, and sometimes people think, "Well, gosh, I'm I, I feel bad because I've lost this loved one, and and I shouldn't be feeling that way because of this." It's like nonsense. That's it. It is sad to to lose someone. That is that is real grief, and we don't we don't heal from it if we if we deny it, and uh, and so um, hope allows us to experience the immediate reality, not deny it, but also not allow it to take us over because we know that there is a better future. Fantastic. Very good. If you have a story of hope, uh, let's, yeah, let's make this a a, uh, show of stories of hope and encourage one another with how you have encountered specifically the hope that Christ has come to bring. How has that made a difference in your life? Give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. 914-9149. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back right after this with more from our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson. Stay with us.
Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Silent night, holy night, all is calm. Welcome back to The Inner Life. So glad that you joined us as we're talking, especially in the season of hope, about the virtue of hope with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond today. And uh, Father, I want to go back to something that you started talking about, but um, would love to hear some more thoughts about it, about the differences between what we hope for in everyday life and some of these things that we use the term hope for and uh, the hope that we have in God. Do you want to talk about that a bit more? I think um Patrick it's it's really about um it's about taking the it's about taking the long view of the purpose of of our life um obviously God gives us the 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 gift to uh to to live in the confines of this world uh we also know that it has uh that that life has a, a beginning uh and and an end on on earth but what we are what we are made for is eternal life and it is the it's the gift of the theological virtues, hope in particular, uh, that allow us to to maintain that focus on our on our larger purpose in life, which is uh, which which is eternal life, uh, which then allows us to 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 be able to uh, endure and, and and persevere through the through the challenges of of this life. And again. Um, it, it in some ways, Patrick, it's a it's a microcosm of the of of the spiritual life of the of the moral life of our of our pilgrimage, where um, the, uh, the 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 day to day challenges and the and the hardships uh, can take on can take on such a uh, a large space in our uh, in our in our life and our existence that. Uh, it can distract us from the fact that we are we are made for something more uh, than than these immediate things that are seem to be sapping us of our of, of our zeal of our of our energy of our uh, immediate happiness and 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 all those things and I, I think it's it's very very important and and frankly I think it's the it's the heart of of what we what we look at when we when we see heroic stories of of people who have uh, made it through difficult times in their uh, in their life, and you know we see them. Even the secular world, um, you know, appreciates the the, the, the person who uh, has endured through some type some type of uh, tragedy or adversity in life, and 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 come out the other side uh, better for it. And for us, it even goes it, it even goes uh, a, a step farther than that. That we, um, as we as we endure the things of of this life that are that are difficult for us, um, some of it may be of our own doing um, and our own foibles. A lot of it is just the fact that we live in this world, uh, and. Uh, we live in a world of sin and and all of that, uh, but in the midst of all of that, we know that we are made for a greater purpose, and we can we can hope for uh, the the uh, fulfilled promise of eternal life that Jesus brings to to each of us. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, that's so fundamentally important too. And I I can say that in my own experience, it is. I get older and older in life and uh, encounter the difficulties of life. I, I long all the more for that, uh, for that transcendent. Uh, well, I have that transcendent. I hope it is. Uh, hope in, in, uh, in God and the things that he will provide, that there, are, there, is, a, there is a hope that uh, sustains us even in the midst of the difficulties. Let's, uh, let's take a phone call, Father. We've got Michelle who's calling in from Lexington, Kentucky. Michelle, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, I've received great encouragement, more than hope. I received a truth eternal. Um, I live in Lexington, and my mother was in the hospital in far northwestern Chicago, and um, she was dying of her fourth suicide attempt. And this time, rather than slashing her wrist, she chose to starve herself to death. So there was time to go up and visit and encourage her, but she just lost the will to live. And uh, on her deathbed, she got to hear me witness to her about my own salvation. And uh, she had been an atheist, a lofty intellect, had gone to the University of Chicago and really had a, a vicious contempt toward Christians But I witnessed to her on her deathbed, and toward the end of what I shared, I said these words, His word lives, His word heals, the Holy Spirit is real, would you like a priest? And she nodded yes. I did not realize this would be her last day on earth. We had to make the seven, eight-hour drive back to Lexington. So we left her bedside on the way home after I got my husband onto I-65 South. I knew he didn't need me as a navigator. And frankly, I passed out from physical and emotional exhaustion. For some reason, in the middle of Indiana, I woke up at the exact right place at the exact second. I looked out the passenger window just in time to see a huge billboard with three words, Jesus never fails. After reading that, I just closed my eyes and peacefully went to sleep with more than hope, with the knowledge that my mother had indeed accepted her salvation, had been gathered into the arms of Christ. And you never stop loving them. You never stop missing them. But I so look forward to the reunion inside those pearly gates. And I'm sorry if I'm sounding childish about the concept of our eternal life in heaven, but I'm a simple person. And the Lord vouchsafed to me this physical miracle. I did not imagine it. It was not a mystical vision. It was a genuine physical sign. But I don't know if it was my guardian angel, the Holy Spirit, but I awoke at the exact right moment to see those words of encouragement. So I say to everyone out there, yes, do mourn, weep your tears, but also be comforted. Thank you for letting me share this miracle. Thank you very much, Michelle. That's a, that's a beautiful testimony. It's a beautiful witness. And... Um, if uh, 
it, uh, among the multiple layers there, uh, you you certainly witness and testify to all of us that uh, the hope that we live in is something that we can share with others. And um, obviously, your 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 mother lived in a uh, in in a lot of darkness um, uh, spiritually, probably probably emotionally as uh, as well. And your your simple, faithful, and truthful testimony to her um, uh, began the the opportunity for her to get restored in the hope that never left her. She may not have acknowledged it. She may not have uh, lived in it. Uh, but it never but it but it never left her. If she was uh, if she was baptized, uh, that 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 gift is there. Um, but like like a lot of gifts. Um, we don't necessarily recognize or appreciate them uh, without the help of somebody else. And you were you were that uh, uh, you were that lifeline. You were that um, uh, instrument of of grace that uh, that God used to, uh, to 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 rescue your mom from uh, from all that darkness. That is a um, that is a tremendous um, tremendous testimony. It's a tremendous witness. Uh, and uh, especially to the importance of uh, of us who know, us who believe, uh, and, and us who have uh, the the faith and the knowledge uh, to to share that to share that with other people. So thank you very much. Wow, that's uh, uh, that's powerful. That's very it very is. powerful. Yeah, so very powerful, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for that call. Thank you for sharing this intimate detail of your personal life with your mother and uh, with all of us. We're so grateful for that. And and two, Father, I'd like to focus in on exactly what Michelle did uh, at her mother's bedside and just saying that she did witness to the life of Christ and the gift of Christ there. And uh, how is how is that hope? How, I mean, it's so much tied in with our sharing uh, of our faith with others so that they might make a faithful response as well. How is hope tied in with our, our role as in the, in the realm of evangelization? Yeah, you know what? And I, I think that um, Michelle's testimony actually gives us a, a, a great window into, into having that conversation, Patrick, because, um, you know, if we, if we sort of did a sort of an internal uh, list of five things that, uh, that uh, have people uh, doubting hope or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of them, if it's not number one, it's going to be pretty t- close to the top of the list, is the struggle and the difficulty that people have with people that they love who, for whatever reason, are not practicing the faith. They've, mm-hmm. they've uh, maybe made conscious uh, rejection. Maybe they've just drifted away. Maybe they've, you know, rolled into something, and that can be incredibly discouraging. That is a yeah. dis- that is a that is a very very discouraging reality in the in the hearts of many 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 people. And I'll be very honest with you: many 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 priests and pastors uh, with our with our beloved who, um, who who choose not to not to practice. But Michelle gives us a uh, a living testament to the importance of not giving up hope on them either. 
You know, we have people in our lives who have left Jesus. We have people in our lives who maybe are angry with God and the church and, and those of us who um, are, are, are part of it institutionally, all those sorts of things. And there can be a great temptation to, uh, to, to, to give up hope that it's never going to happen. And, and Michelle just gives us a, a, a great example of, of the, the fruit of what can happen <clears throat> when, we, um, when we obviously hold on to it and live it ourselves, uh, but don't give up on the people in our life either. Jesus right. doesn't fail, like Michelle says. Jesus doesn't doesn't fail, um, but but part of that is us uh, continuing to be uh, willing to um, to take what we know and what we believe and to share it uh, and to share it with others and not give up on those who uh, have have abandoned or uh, lost their faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, it's it's just such a powerful testimony and it and it does give i mean when we hear of others who who uh have shared that hope and and then seen others respond by grasping taking hold of that hope um which we can it seems like it's almost something tangible right that we can we can hand on to someone else it's not tangible but it's something that we can we can see people just taking hold of that hope and it's such an encouragement to the rest of us. So if you have a story of how you have shared hope with someone else or how someone else has shared Christ's hope with you, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. And you know, Father, what it brings to mind for me is uh, those words of sending at the end of Mass. You know, here we are. We've just received the body, blood, soul, and divinity of, of Jesus himself in the Eucharist. And then at the end of Mass... You know, go forth glorifying the Lord by your life. You know, go in peace. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. There are so many ways that we are sent out to provide this hope for the world around us. Uh, yep, that's uh, that is our mission. That is the mission of every uh, of every disciple. Uh, the uh, the one who uh, heeds the call of Christ uh, to to live for Him, to carry the cross, uh, also accepts the responsibility of. Of, of sharing that same gift with with other people, and that is that is the absolute heart of of everything that we do. In the midst of all the details that we uh, uh, we can get mired in, the, the the heart of all those details is that we are uh, being generous enough to take what we have received and to offer it to others. Well, wonderful. Let's take up that challenge. Let's do it even in in the time we have remaining here on The Inner Life. Share your story of hope. We'd love to hear it, especially in this Advent season of hope. Give us a call. Join the conversation about how you have received or given the hope of Christ. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Time for another break, but again, stay with us for more stories of hope. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to our producer, Nick Sentovich, and also Jim Shaper, who is taking your phone calls today. I'm so grateful that you could join us as we're talking in this Advent season of hope about the virtue of hope, the hope that Christ brings, with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Uh, Father, I wanted to hit on specifically, too, um, the the difference between... Uh, 
I know it's a it, it it's a sin to be overly presumptuous about the Lord and His mercy and that sort of thing. Um, so you don't want to err too much on that side. But then again, you obviously don't want to fall into despair either. So where does the faithful Catholic fall in the midst of that? If that's a continuum, I don't know that it is. But where does a, where does a faithful Catholic fall in that? I think a faithful Catholic falls uh, in a spirit of uh, authentic humility, Patrick. And uh, humility does not uh, allow us to either presume or, or despair, Um you know that the, the uh, during during this season where we have such a uh, an emphasis and a reflection on uh, the Blessed Virgin's uh, response to to God uh, and in her in her Magnificat she she says all generations will call me blessed and um, uh, you know if if you and I were to say that Patrick it would be an arrogant and decidedly not humble statement um, the, <laughs> to be su- the, to be sure yes the, 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 the blessed virgin saying it though is the ultimate in humility because it is true mm. uh, it, is, it is a true recognition of, of who she is uh, in the eyes of in the eyes of God and so when we are living in a in a spirit of humility ourselves, uh, what it does, it, it helps us to recognize as honestly as possible uh, those things which still need work, those things which still need the grace of God. Uh, but it also recognizes the things that the uh, that the Lord has has done for us. So the humility prevents us from being presumptuous because we know that we need the the presence and the mercy of God. And the um, and the uh, recognition and the, the the response and the knowledge of of what God does for us uh, and allows us to trust in Him enough that we that we do not despair either. So um, humility is the is the via media, if you will, of of of, of presumption and despair, because nice. it is an accurate look at both ourselves and uh, and God. Um, both both presumption and 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 despair are inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a it's an assuming that we that we deserve by our own person uh, the. Uh, or, or that we don't need God's mercy, or that somehow we're 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 impossibly beyond it. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Well, uh, yeah, you know, one more one more way that I uh, need to cultivate humility in my life, but uh, <laughs> that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing and a good challenge. So, um, wonderful answer there, Father. Thank you for that. Let's take another phone call. We've got Anne who's calling in from Belleville, Illinois. Anne, welcome to the Inner Life. Thank you, Father, I'm, and I'm so happy that you took my call. Thank you so much. Um, I want to tell you the story of my husband who passed away in May. Um, I prayed for him. We were together 63 years, married 58 years. Um, he was in the church off and on. He was a cradle Catholic but left the church. He came back five years ago and left again. Um, he became seriously ill for for the last five, seven years. Um, I was going across the bridge from Illinois to Missouri to the St. Louis Hospital where he was, praying out loud, begging the Lord, please, God, please, God, I've prayed to you for 68 years out loud. It was a, an out-of-body experience. I could actually see myself 
in retrospect, it was a completely unselfish prayer. All I wanted was for him to be saved. I, re- I got to the parking lot, opened the door. The doctor called me and said, your husband's had a stroke. He's complete- he was unresponsive for 10 minutes. I said, I'm here. I'll be right up to the room. When I got to the room, he opened his eyes, huge smile, and said, I love you. Took my hand, kissed it, and, and I said, I love you. And then, you know, he closed his eyes again, and I, my daughter called the priest who lives across the street from us. He came over within 45 minutes and gave him the last rites, and I said, Father, he can't receive the Eucharist, even if you release him from all his sins. Um, he can't swallow. And he said, that's all right. Remember what I always tell you. The two of you are one. Your Eucharist will be his Eucharist. He said, "Take his hand," and he told his. He told my husband that, and he opened his eyes. He gave him the last rites. He gave me. He blessed me as well. When he gave me the Eucharist, he said, "Now her Eucharist is your Eucharist." When he finished with all the blessings, I felt as if the weight of the world had been taken from my shoulders. A cross had been taken from me. So you see that. The Lord does answer prayers. It may take him 63 years because his time isn't our time, but he does answer our prayers. And that's my Christmas story. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. That's, uh, that, that, that's beautiful. And um, it's really, uh, obviously, it's, it's a testimony to the movement of, of your husband's uh, response to, to God's grace, but um, that your your entire life together in in your marriage with your with your husband's ups and downs uh in terms of faith in the church and and all of that is it is a it is a testimony to living hope in your life uh that you uh didn't allow temporary discouragements to take you over uh or or frustrations perhaps about the the fact that he you know, at at times did not practice his faith and and all of that, and it it just allowed you to continue to live in a spirit of hope by uh, by by persevering in your own faith and persevering in your uh, in your marriage. And uh, so, thank you for your own. Um, it's a testimony, obviously, to what God did for your husband, but it's also a testimony of your own uh, life of, of of faith and hope. So thank you very much. Yeah, what a great story and what a great uh, encouragement to the rest of us to continue praying, continue praying for all of our loved ones and uh, that they might all draw closer to the Lord. Thank you, Anne. Thank you for that. Let's go now to John, who's calling in from Pennsylvania. John, welcome to The Inner Life. Yes, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my, uh, my, my father died a few years ago. Um, he was in his mid-50s. Uh, he had a, a sudden heart attack that no one saw coming. Um, he had uh, been in and out of jail for a long time. He uh, struggled with mental health issues and, and substance abuse. And uh, he had a real um, struggle with faith himself. Um, he had a lot of anger toward the church and uh, still, I think, believed in God and, and believed in Christ, but, you know, just um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of trouble, obviously, mentally. Um, on his deathbed, I was there with my, my siblings, and we were debating what to do because there were many times where he had told us, when I die, I don't want to receive the last rites. I just want to, you know, be buried. I haven't forgotten about. And uh, my siblings, um, you know, kind of advocated that we should respect his wishes, and I was very torn on the issue. Uh, a stranger who I'd never met 
had uh, walked past the, the hospital room, and he um, he asked me if I was Catholic. He just popped himself in and asked if we were Catholic. I said yes. He asked me if I knew about St. Faustina and the Divine Mercy. I'd heard of her, but I had gone under my own conversion, so to speak, you know, and, and wasn't really super familiar with everything. So he sat with us, and he asked if he could play, pray the Chapel of Divine Mercy with us. He taught us the prayers, and we prayed it together. And then he encouraged us to call a priest, so we did. And my father um, was able to receive the last rites there on his deathbed. Um, and if uh, he has hope of salvation, it's because of the, the kindness of that stranger and the Divine Mercy Chaplain. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, John. That's a, that's a, a wonderful um, uh, reference to uh, the, the, the power of, of the Divine Mercy, uh, which really is, um, I mean, it's, it, it is about... Um, uh, ensuring that that people will stay faithful to Christ and be won back to Christ even at the even at the very last minute. And um, again, it's uh, uh, you know it's wise of you and, and gracious of you to to thank that person for um, frankly going out on a limb, popping popping into a into a into a hospital room, private hospital room, and and just saying, "Hey, I've got this. What do you think?" Um, is uh, it's uh, it, it's pretty brave. I mean, I I don't know that I don't know that a lot of people would intuitively uh, do that, but he obviously responded to the Holy Spirit um, working in him to uh, to 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 do that, and you know, hopefully. Um, uh, it not only uh, it not only won something for your uh, for your father at the end of his life, but uh, maybe had had an impact on on your and your siblings' uh, faith lives as well. Being able to see God in action in that way, so uh, thank you very much for um, uh, for for sharing that with us, John. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you for that. And what again a, a provision of the lord and it seems to me father that that's one of the things that we can continue to look to that even if we're i i know sometimes they say misery loves company right and so oftentimes when we're in that place of discouragement or despair we have a hard time seeing how the lord is providing for us and that's why i think you know counting our blessings is always a good idea but it's also it seems to me that if misery loves company well hope does all the more because you really see when you can maybe see the way that the lord is providing for someone else and provided you're not moved by feelings of jealousy or envy maybe you can see the goodness of the lord providing to to, to someone else and then incorporate some of that hope into your own life maybe uh yep absolutely it's uh you know what we are what we are given as a gift we are called to share as a gift and part of that is the uh, is the hope that's infused um, uh, in 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 our hearts in our own baptism, and so uh, it just uh, it just allows us to it it does allow us to to, to persevere. It allows us to uh, be witnesses to others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, Father, as we're as we are kind of coming into uh, Christmas, obviously just a few days away now, as we're looking forward to that and and uh, really setting up all of our of our Christmas uh, celebrations, yes, but also reflecting on the great gift of Christ. Maybe take just a moment here in our final minute just to talk about um, what is the connection between Christmas, the nativity of our Lord, and our ultimate hope. You know the, the 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 connection obviously is the is the person of Jesus Christ and uh, the fact that he is the fulfillment of the promises that God has made uh, to us and uh, and I think 
the, the the beauty of him doing it in in something completely unexpected. It's mm-hmm. it's unexpected at the time of year. It's unexpected in the, uh, the 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 time of difficulty. It's also unexpected in a baby, and and the mm-hmm. and the fact that our that our hope um, our hope is rooted in uh, a, a little baby that uh, that that chooses to chooses to come into the world and uh, becomes. Uh, king, not of this world, uh, but of the world that matters the most, mm-hmm. and um, and so we are uh, we are we are grateful for that. We are grateful that um, I would say to, to to be very honest, Patrick. I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but um, uh, in 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 my age, it's very it's very difficult for me to. Uh, uh, make analogies of of anything that we are going uh, have gone through during my lifetime uh, mm-hmm. that matches up with what we are going through as a as a people of God, but also as a people of the world right now. And it it is in that uh, that that discouragement and and that darkness that um, we have to remember that Jesus enters it enters into it uh, with us precisely to, um, to 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 remind us of his his continual presence with us. He is indeed continually present with us, and Father, we would love to honor that presence by receiving your blessing here at the end of the show. Gracious and provident God, Father of all hope, we are grateful for the gift of the presence and the light and the mercy of your Son, Jesus. We ask that you pour down your blessings uh, upon all of our listeners and their families. Uh, Continue to help them to reach into their hearts in the graces of baptism, to live as spirit and witnesses of hope to the world, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Tom Wilson, thank you for being our spiritual director today. Uh, Tomorrow we have Father Sean Kilcalli on welcoming people back to Mass this Christmas, so make sure and turn into that. Uh, Next up is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Stay tuned for that. God bless you.